When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Lee, great to have you, mate. Uh, thanks for your time. Um, I've been listening to all the IndyCar and watching all the IndyCar this year, and I've got to say I'm bloody envious of you and uh, your team um, calling such an awesome championship and, and enjoying it along the way. It must be, you must be pinching yourself a bit this year with, uh, with how amazing the championship's been. Mate, it's been, it's been awesome. I mean, isn't it nice that, you know, you can go to work and you're going to have fun and, you know, it, it's unpredictable, it's exciting. Um, there's just so much variety. There's definitely this, this new wave of talent that's come into IndyCar, whether it be Alex Pillow from Spain or... Pato Award from Mexico, Scott McLaughlin, of course, from New Zealand and Australia. It's just, it's great. And, and you know, it's not that, it's not terrific that we want to say farewell to the to the veterans and some of the legends of the sport, but, you know, all sport goes through change. And certainly this 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 new breed of IndyCar drivers that, that have landed on our doorstep here in the States, they're awesome. They're just terrific young fellows and they're great drivers. And, you know, watching them go to wheel, wheel to wheel with the Scott Dixons and the Ryan Hunter Rays of the world is, makes for really great entertainment. So the, the championship's in a real sweet spot at the moment, for sure. Yeah, I mean, talking in F1 about, um, you know, it heading towards a golden era with the, the Norrises and, and the Russells and the Clares and all these guys uh, coming through, and it, and it looks like that is going to have a, a, a big shift coming very soon, what's well, already started. But IndyCar is a bit of already potentially ahead of the game there with what you're saying about all these young guys. But... They're not just talent, but they're actually the stars of the future that you are wanting to get behind as well. And that's so critical for the future of a sport. But it seems that everyone is so engaged with these these new talents because they, they've got more than just skill behind the wheel. Yeah, they're, 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 they're sharp, they're smart, and they've arrived on the scene, you know, ready to race. And, you know, I think you can, you can attribute a lot of that to, you know, being the, the simulated generation. You know, if you're not doing on iRacing or, or, or what have you at home, which they all do, um, you know, the manufacturers have the sim, sims that they, they, you know, they want to spend as much time on them as possible. So they've come ready to race. I mean, you know, uh, we mentioned Scott Dixon. So let's use him as an example. Alex Pillow is only second year in IndyCar. More than likely, you know, it's not definite, but more than likely he's going to be crowned champion this weekend in Long Beach. And he's the first teammate to outpoint Dixon, you know, head-to-head within Chip Ganassi Racing in almost a decade. It was Dario Franchitti was the last one. So when you're just a second-year driver in IndyCar, you're only 24, and you're able to do that over the six-time champion, that's pretty pretty darn impressive. Yeah, it is massively impressive. And it's, it's great you mentioned that that whole new way of going about learning with that whole that sim stuff. And... Uh, you, you, and you mentioned Ryan Hunter Ray too. I, I, you know, I've been talking a lot about him in the in the last uh, few events and his futures up in the air. 
and it, and it really does stand out, doesn't it? I mean, he's obviously a brilliant, great race car driver, um, has had success, but but you can just see how hard it is at the moment for the likes of him. Not so much Scott Dixon, but you can see that it is getting harder. And, and, and that must be just, you know, quite difficult in some respects to take. I mean, he's still a young man, really, but he just is, missed the, is missing that edge, right? Well, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough, Murph, when, you know, when, you know, you're, you're talking about tenths, hundredths, or thousandths of seconds. And, you know, making the Firestone fast six to, to, you know, shoot it out to pole, and you miss it by two thousandths of a second, or, you know, one tenth, or whatever it might be. I mean, it's just so, you know, don't take my word for it. Take, take you know, New Zealand sporting star Scott McLaughlin's word for it. You know, there was a couple of races ago, he rang me and he said, he said, mate, this is tough. <laughs> this is so tough. And, you know, he's been on a steep learning curve. And, but as good as he is, like, Scott's an incredible talent. But look at what he's had to deal with, which I don't think we've really articulated it very well on the broadcast, mm-hmm. which maybe we can do this weekend. Um, he's come from the top of the tree. Right, he's been he's been the big kid in the schoolyard in 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 supercars for for many years, and you're at that championship elite level, and you come here, and you have to sit in the motorhome and look at yourself in thirteenth place or nineteenth place or you know eleventh or whatever it might be. That's a pretty tough pill to swallow, and you know he's had he's you know he's told me he's had to deal with that, and it's been it's been a um, a, a challenge for him. It's been something he's had to work at to say, look. This is not going to be a one-year thing. It's going to take time. I've got to, I've got to get my own head around it. So, I mean, he's done an awesome job this year. I'm really pleased for him. I'm proud of him. Um, but that just goes to show you how tough IndyCar is. When you have a seven-time NASCAR champion in Jimmy Johnson, and he got his best result of the year, and it's 17th. Um, you know, McLaughlin's learning. You got obviously Romain Grosjean had a really good weekend at the week uh, at Laguna with a podium, but. You know, it's tough. You know, I think a lot of the F1 paddocks thought Grosjean was going to waltz in here and just wipe everybody, yeah. and it's just not true. And Grosjean's spoken about that. Yeah, uh, the depth is enormous, and I think the beauty of um, where the regulations are with IndyCar at the moment, uh, with the car they've got, and obviously it's a one-make chassis, a couple of different engines, and, and a very limited amount of things you can do, which I love about IndyCar, is the control and the restrictions, a little bit like what we have in supercars in Australia, but it, it's working so well and making the teams work so hard and making the drivers, you know, make the difference. It was interesting listening to, to um, Paul Tracy and Townsend Bell. You know, you asked them on the broadcast at uh, Laguna on the weekend what their scorecard was for Scott Dixon, and I, I really thought their their descriptions of that were were just brilliant because it was straight-up honest. And, and Scott, Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin, you mean. Not yeah, Scott. Yeah, that's that's right. And Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they they were really good at descriptions from two guys that are immersed in the sport. You know, honest description of, of where it at. And um, you know, it, it 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 was interesting just to hear them. You know, reference the reasons why. Um, but but it is because it is so tough in there, and you can't give him an A or an A plus um, because of his experience in other forms, even though his his experience in IndyCar is, is so short, but there's been such great glimpses. And surprisingly, it was on the ovals too, right? We probably thought it was going to be road courses where he was going to shine, but it's been the other way around. Yeah, he loves the ovals. And, and I mean, for him to get a podium at Texas Motor Speedway, I mean, Texas is a tough track. And, yeah. um, you know, he was running well at Indy. I, I, you know, the whole coulda, shoulda, woulda thing, but 
if he didn't have that pickup on pit lane entry at the Indianapolis 500, I'm mm. putting him in the top five, if not the top three. Like, yeah. he was he was going well. He was on the same strategy as Simon Paginot, who the 2019 Indy 500 winner, who ultimately ended up finishing third. Scott was right there with his teammate. Like, he was on the same strategy, and he was right there with Scott. So, oh, sorry, with Simon. So, I think if that didn't happen, McLaughlin was headed for a, a magnificent result. And so... But you know, for me, I think you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's going outside the ballpark too far to say that he'll be an IndyCar champion one day and he'll be an Indy 500 winner one day. I, I, I in you know, for as long as I've been around the sport, I truly believe that because Scott, uh, he's just got talent in abundance. He's just still learning the nuances and and the, the cadence to an IndyCar season um, because it's not like supercars. You don't have a race here and then three weeks off or you know, and then a race here and then a month off. It's, it's, once you get sucked into the vortex of an IndyCar season, things come at you really fast. And he's learned that. He's, he, he said, you know, that it's been so different. And then, you know, the car and it, it's so tough to, when, when, when the margins are so slight. So you shouldn't look at, you know, for, for all of your listeners there in New Zealand, you know, and the Scott McLaughlin fans, you know, don't be, don't be disappointed when you see him in 11th or in 9th or something like that because it's so damn tough that, um, you know, just to get that extra little bit, um, he'll find that. He'll find that and, and there'll be there'll be podiums and there'll be that, that first win come. Um, if it doesn't happen this weekend, uh, I bet you it happens next year for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, it's a pretty good summarise of, um, of where it's hitting for him. Okay, so the last round uh, this weekend, the famous Long Beach circuit. Uh, that's just going to be amazing to see IndyCars back at, at Long Beach and uh, you know, the, it, mate, it's a build. It's a big build for the for the end of it. How are these guys going to going to manage it? The uh, you know, Alex Pillow leading the championship. Um, he's it's a it's a it's a decent lead, but he's still going to have to you know do the job. I mean, there's still three guys obviously up for it mathematically. Um, how do you see it playing out, mate? So, it you know, Pillow's got a got a got a nice advantage. Um, and when you think about it realistically, um, he should win because of that margin. And all he has to do at Long Beach is finish 11th or better, regardless, even if, if uh, Pato Award wins. So if, if Alex Pillow can finish 11th or better, he's got the title. But as you well know, Murph, it's Long Beach. There Long is a long history of turn, t- turn one crashes. Um, it's a street race. And street races can suck you in. Like, they can put you in the wall in a heartbeat. So, um, it's not like where you've got lots of runoff and it's, well, if I make a mistake, I'm going to be okay. I mean, street races bite. And um, so, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I know that Pato Award knows that, he's, that he's, he's got an uphill battle. But you know what? He drives really well on street courses. He's really, like, he's got, you know, we call him the ninja because of his fast hands. He's, he's awesome on, on street courses. So it's not over yet for him. I think it's going to be an awesome way to finish the season. We've actually got a double header weekend. It's an IMSA uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, race as well on the Saturday and then IndyCar on the Sunday. So huge weekend, and it's really good for us to come back to Long Beach and to the West Coast because we missed out on it last year because of the pandemic. So um, it's, re- it's great for the fans. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Um, mate, you've had a, a pretty 
wild year yourself, running around all over the world, went to the Olympics and or called the Olympics and bits and pieces. You didn't go. I don't think you didn't go, did you? You were you stayed in the states, but you were calling um, uh, stuff for the Olympics as well. That that would have been huge. Yeah, no, I actually was in Tokyo. I was there. Oh, you were. Um, I was there. Wow. I, I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was there. We we had a. Um, I was there for about fifteen days, and we had a few days to settle in uh, when we landed. And then once we started, I did ten days straight. So track and field had both morning and evening sessions, and so it was a big workload. But it was really, it was really rewarding. I mean, um, Japan and Tokyo. The way that they conducted it, they did a very good job. They made us, we followed very strict COVID protocols, um, but they made us feel very safe and secure and, and um, the, the, the events themselves went off really well. So they did a terrific job. I just feel for them. It was sad that there was no fans uh, in the mm-hmm. stands. You know, I was, I was sitting in a 70,000 seat stadium and there was, you know, very few people in there. Um, so uh, after the IndyCars finished, uh, what's... Uh what do you got on for the next uh, few months? Do you get uh, any any break or are you back into something else? Um, no, still straight back into something else. Like uh, IndyCar finishes this weekend. Then next weekend I'm at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas for MotoGP. And then uh, I think it's the uh, VIR round of the IMSA WeatherTech Series. And then we have Petit Le Mans coming up. Um, I'll switch back into studio mode and, and, and hosting uh, rugby. We have we have a lot of rugby properties on on NBC Sports, so we do one. Our regular one is is Premiership Rugby from the UK. Uh, so I'll go back into hosting that, uh, and yeah, they keep me busy. <laughs> no 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 rest for the wicked, Murph. Mate, uh, so many sports. Um, I, I mean, I, again, well, my envy continues. Then, if you're going to uh, Circuit of the Americas um, to be there with MotoGP, because oh my goodness, if we're talking. Talking exciting championships, um, that is uh, that's right up there at the moment too, isn't it? Ah, uh, it's been awesome. I mean, I'm so pleased that Mark Marquez has been able to come back after that horrific injury, but he hasn't come back and doing what he used to do. And I think, um, you know, he's got a lot of championships and he's probably got another one in him. But I think that that's actually beneficial for the sport that he hasn't come back in and, and started dominating because last year when he had to sit out was, you know, I, mean, I remember asking Kevin Schwantz about it. He said, this is the best season of MotoGP I've ever seen. It was because you had all those different winners. It was with, with, Mark, with Mark as a side, temporarily, it kind of gave everybody the self-belief that they stood a chance to win. And that flavor has kind of carried over a little bit more this year. Obviously, Fabio Quattararo has been really good. You've had the Maverick Vinales drama and, and changing teams and getting let go by Yamaha and um, it's just really interesting. I, I, you know, kind of just putting my Aussie cap on. I'm, I'm a little bummed. I, I wish Jack Miller would yep. notch up a few more podiums and results. I don't like seeing his teammate do what he's doing. But anyway, it is what it is. I know Jack's trying as hard as he can. Yeah, no, it, I agree. It's, uh, it's crazy to watch at the moment, just enthralling. Um, so it's, uh, we're pretty we're pretty fortunate to be motorsport fans at the moment uh, and uh, seeing what we're seeing. Hey, mate, uh, su- super. You really appreciate your time uh, to have a chat. Um, great to see you amongst it. Um, haven't seen you for a bloody long time. Um, good to catch up in person. Make sure you say good day to Kevin Schwartz in Austin because I'm sure you'll catch up with him. Um, bloody, uh, just another absolute icon legend. So um, enjoy, mate. Uh, enjoy this weekend at Long Beach in the in the final call of the season. And uh, bloody well done. It's been a, been an awesome year to listen to you.
Thanks, Murph. Um, great, uh, real, real delight to to be on your show. Hi to all of all of your listeners, and and for all of us uh, on NBC Sports and from the IndyCar side of things, thank you all for watching because I know that there's a lot of uh, loyal IndyCar fans in New Zealand, and uh, and and it pleases me that that the New Zealand and Aussie viewers can actually watch it live down there and and enjoy it, and and to have two New Zealanders in the field, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Bloody cool. Thanks, bro. Thanks, mate.